0: Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in the Book of Jonah. Yesterday we did an introduction to this book that made some important points, and I would say if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to yesterday's podcast so that we can get some things straight right out of the gate with Jonah. The name Jonah means dove, and if you go back to Hosea chapter 7 verse 11, Hosea likens Ephraim, which is the northern kingdom of Israel, to a dove. And this is what it says, Ephraim is like a dove, silly and without sense. And if we're to understand Jonah's name, which means dove, in those terms, then you could certainly say that Jonah is going to live up to his name. He's going to be silly without, and without sense because it is, of course, silly and without sense to disobey the Lord the way that Jonah does and to manifest some other things that we'll see Jonah manifest, which are contrary to the heart of God. One of the things I've noticed as I've looked at this a little bit deeper is, is that most people, I think, have a very, very superficial understanding of the book of Jonah. They only know about the big fish swallowing the man for three days, spitting him up on dry ground, and that's about it. And as remarkable as that miracle is, as we said yesterday, it is an historical event. You can count on that, and it's a remarkable historical event. As remarkable as it is, the other truths about who God is in this text are even more remarkable. And we need to remember something that we've pointed out before. That is that the book of Jonah, the real hero here, is God. The hero is not Jonah. Uh, in Daniel in the lion's den, the hero is not Daniel, David and Goliath. The hero is not David. It's God. It's always God. In the Bible, the hero is always God. And what's remarkable in this book is that we're going to see some truths about the character of God, the heart of God, that are made known through what happens with Jonah that are even more amazing than the fact that a man was swallowed by a fish and spit up, three days later on dry ground. So let's check out chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. By the way, Amittai is his father, and his father's name means son of my faithfulness. And to the point I just made about God being the hero, you're going to see that Jonah is the benefactor, the recipient of the faithfulness of God, despite the fact that he doesn't deserve it at all. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, so, so the wor- Lord is calling Jonah to be a prophet, and he says, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. What do we know about Nineveh? Nineveh is about 220 miles from modern-day Baghdad, Iraq, to the north, and it's about 500 miles from where Jonah would be when he was called to go minister to them. It's a long distance back in those days. It says in verse 3, The other thing that we know about Nineveh is that these are a pagan people. These are people who are not God's people. They're not part of Israel. They're far away. And what this indicates to us, which has been indicated to us in other places throughout the Old Testament, is that God has a heart for the nations. God isn't only focused on the people of Israel, uh, his descendants, his chosen people, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has a heart for the nations, and Nineveh is way out to the edge, and and pagan people who do not know God, but he is concerned about their sin, and he's going to send a prophet, a spokesman for him, to call them to repentance. And uh, this falls right in line with what we understand to be God's redemptive plan for the world, that he has a desire that representatives from every tribe, tongue, and nation in the world would repent would turn their hearts to him, would trust in Jesus Christ. When we get to heaven someday, there, there are going to be representatives from every tribe, tongue, and nation, which is remarkable. This is a God who is not just focused on his chosen people, Israel, but who uses his chosen people, Israel, to make himself known to the entire world. And that's part of what's going on in this book. Verse 3, But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare there and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. So this repeats multiple times that Jonah is purposely going away from the presence of the Lord. If you look at a map, we don't know exactly where Tarshish is, but we know it's uh, on the western coastlands of the Mediterranean Sea. It's in the exact opposite direction from where Jonah starts out as Nineveh. And so this is saying Jonah didn't just disobey God a little bit. Jonah disobeyed God 180 degrees in the exact opposite direction. This prophet of God is uh, not too impressive at this point. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God. That's a little g, God. And they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them but jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep by the way we've heard the term gone down or went down three or four times now and what this is signifying is that jonah is going down toward death it's a, eufem- a euphemism for death. It's a suggestion that each step away from the presence of the Lord is one step closer to death. He went down to Joppa. He went down into the ship that was headed to Tarshish. He went down to the inner part of the ship, and he was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, Why, What do you mean, O sleeper? Arise, call out to your God, little g-god. They don't think that he knows the one true God. They think he knows a little G God, just like they do. Perhaps that God will come and give us a thought that we may not perish. So there's a little bit of insight into how Jonah starts, and you're going to have to ask some questions about uh, the pagan people of Nineveh. How does God treat them, and how does God think of them? How does Jonah think of the pagan people of Nineveh? How does God treat or think of the pagan mariners, the people who are on this ship, who are driving this ship? How does God treat them? And how does God treat his prophet, Jonah, who is disobeying him? We're going to learn about God's grace. We're going to learn about God's heart for the nations, God's heart for pagans. We're going to learn about uh, self-righteous people from among the ranks of God's people, and uh, we're going to see God as the hero of this story. And so I hope you'll stick with us in the upcoming days.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts.